Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and hermaphrodites, fellow slaves of the global plantation. The Vinnie Eastwood Show is bad news. It's like the news, but worse. It's the lighter side of genocide. Just because we're being exterminated doesn't mean we can't enjoy it. Otherwise, what's the point of being killed? The Vinnie Eastwood Show. We're the only thing worse than living in a high-tech global police state run by child-trafficking Satanists. It's Vinnie's jokes. And today, ladies and gentlemen, this is the day after the New Zealand election. We have gone through the selection process and everybody has tallied their votes up. And what a big surprise it was for anybody who is completely unaware of anything that goes on in this country. Which is not me. Uh, Cynicism. That's my go-to, generally speaking, when you're talking about elections or hope in general. <laughs> I, I just, I, I've, I've got to tell you this because it's, um, it's, it's a subject uh, near and dear to my heart because a lot of people have hope, and uh, uh, frankly, I don't. I, I, I just wonder why they uh, aren't more cynical. You know, um, and speaking of which, I have a wee song uh, for us to play here uh, called Cynical uh, by Vinny and the Vendors. About three and a half minutes for you guys. So here we go. Uh, let me get the. Just going to get a few things uh, sorted here in the uh, background in order to actually get you guys to hear this on radio uh, as well. And I'm so glad that all of you have uh, tuned in. And and of course, the uh, the music that uh, intros the show and outros and, and what have you, that's all my music from uh, Vinny and the Vendettas. And I'm very grateful for uh, all of the people there who are actually uh, supporting us on a uh, weekly, monthly basis type thing because, yeah, man, uh, it was really a tough blow to me when uh, we lost the band uh, after COVID. So we've been making videos uh, of our songs and popping them up on YouTube. So if you want to go see them, go to uh, YouTube, Vinny and the Vendetta. So this song here is called Cynical. Mm-hmm. 
much for tuning in to uh, that little excerpt from Vinny and the Vendettas guys uh, we have done I think over 700 tracks that we've recorded and out of those it's only about um, 80 of them I think that are, that are worth uh, putting on an album or, or something so uh, or at least that's uh, so the producer says now cynicism if we're talking about the elections, let's talk uh, about how important cynicism is. <laughs> so at the moment here, we've got, uh, let me explain this to uh, the international audience uh, for a moment. So imagine you're living in a country that has a fake money supply that's generated out of thin air so that they can bribe anybody that they want, and by they, I mean the globalists uh, who control the banking system, and they've successfully uh, and successively bred the population to be dumber and dumber and dumber with each generation, with their education systems and their control of the media. And as a result, you now have a population in New Zealand with an average IQ of 95. Now, what that means is if you're talking to somebody with an IQ 20 points above yours, you will not physically be capable of understanding what they're talking about. Okay? So if you have a people who have enslaved you and i just uh, watched uh, the movie uh, the jones plantation written by larkin rose and 
it was like the most amazing film I've seen uh, since 1999 when I was a teenager walking out of the uh, theater having just seen The Matrix and looking down the uh, the main street of Auckland going, man, is this real? Is this in a simulation? And uh, incidentally, I just saw a post on Facebook uh, from The the Sun in, uh, is that Toronto? I think it was. Uh, we may be living in a holographic uh, uh, reality uh, sort of thing, very similar to The Matrix. So I'm like, yeah, yeah and this movie uh and uh, we'll get back to the elections in, in a little bit because i'm just excited about this film uh it starts off with a black man going to a slave plantation and telling these uh white slave owners that these uh slaves are going to kill them you know they're going to rape you to death and, and so on and so forth unless you accept my new form of management of your plantation and he proceeds to tell the slaves that they're free. He proceeds to tell them that they're going to be paid for their work. And then he proceeds to give them a money supply that they can only spend on the plantation. And he proceeds to uh, tell them that they can get out of the plantation and go free if only they give him an enormous amount of money and then pays people to keep them on the plantation anyway. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, the uncomfortable laughter I have made a couple of times on that movie, man. Oh, it was just so brilliant. Brilliant. If anybody has the opportunity now, I think it's only uh, $10 to screen the film. You can go to uh, jonesplantation.com, I believe it is, and uh, watch the movie today. I highly recommend it. Um, I, I literally couldn't recommend it more, in fact. If there's a... If there's a better film that's been released in the 21st century at this point, I don't know what that is. That's that's my definitive uh, summation of this movie, The Jones Plantation, the best film of the 21st century so far. That is a huge, huge thing for me to say, okay? Because I'm a big movie buff. This is just, like, amazing. You guys have got to go see it. Um, now, how it ties in here back to the elections uh, is that we have a selection process and this is what they did on the, on the Jones plantation. As soon as people started to realize that, Hey, um, we're actually still slaves here, aren't we? Uh, they, Hey, RBN, are you still there? Uh, would you be able to mute your microphone, please? I can, I can hear you on the, uh, on the back of the uh, thing there. Cheers, brother. Um, oh man, that's so much nicer, isn't it guys? Wow. Don't like that static hum. So, wow. Oh, man, the quiet. Just just hold on just a second. Just, just take three seconds of just listening to pure quiet and relax your thoughts, everybody. This is the opportunity you have. <sighs> See? Isn't that better? So, the New Zealand elections. What they do on the slave colony is they tell you that you can elect somebody, okay, to represent you better. And... If you don't like the old slave master, you elect a new slave master who makes your slavery even worse. <laughs> and on that note, in uh, New Zealand, in 2023, the elections, which will hold on the uh, 14th of October of this year, the next prime sinister in waiting, Christopher Luxon, formerly of Deloitte, uh, a company that's known for antitrust violations and has been fined uh, many, many millions of dollars uh, for their crimes. In fact, I will just uh, pop that up. Deloitte, this is what you do every time 
you hear of a company that has employed one of your globalist uh, uh, leaders of some description. Okay. For example, China fines Deloitte $31 million for auditing negligence. You can see immediately that these companies that your so-called leaders and things of that nature belong to are basically involved in criminal acts the uh, the whole way along. And the only reason why, of course, these people haven't been turfed out of those companies is because they're just as corrupt as the entities that they serve. Quote, unquote, this is from News Hub, uh, published today, just a few hours ago. Kiwis are waking up on Sunday morning to National winning the 2023 general election and with it a new prime minister in waiting in Christopher Luxon. So you had uh, the election process here. Now, in New Zealand, you have a blue party that's called National in the United States, you have a red party called the Republicans, okay? They're more or less the same, just in the kind of alleged right wing and alleged left wing, when the reality is that they're both centralist leftists, okay? And so it really doesn't matter which one actually gets in, whether it's a, 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 a George Bush or a, or a, or a Bill Clinton or, or whatever. It's the same uh, deal because all of their cabinet members come from the same globalist groups, and clubs. Now, uh, on that note, we had a, a documentary series that I made on uh, the Vinnie Eastwood Show website. And uh, by the way, before we uh, continue, I want to remind people that this is a listener-supported broadcast through and through. So if you want to uh, support this broadcast, make sure it still stays on the air. We've been around since 2008 and have been going strong uh, the whole time, even through deplatforming and uh, shadow banning and demonetizing and things of that nature. The only way that we've been able to stay on air at all is because of your generous donations, and we desperately need them now. So please go to com and make a donation today. Uh, start up a weekly uh, gift of $5 a week or $5 a month just to help us keep the lights on and the heat burning so we can continue doing the show for you. So these election series that we did on the com have gone over every political party that we had at the time. Now, we did this uh, during the 2017 election before Jacinda Ardern was uh, elected for the first time as Prime Minister. Now, what we found during that investigative piece is that all previous prime ministers were globalists, all of them, okay, or at least uh, back until the uh, 1960s and 70s anyway, and all of these uh, various leaders have come through and started implementing globalist policies just because they can. Now, on the back of that, there was a docu-series called Someone Else's Country, made by a New Zealand filmmaker called Alistair Barry. Now, what Alistair did is he went and interviewed a lot of uh, former politicians and uh, former prime ministers and people of that ilk and asked them what the process was like when they get elected. So this is what's happening to Chris Luxem probably this morning. Okay, uh, or it might have been yesterday morning. Who knows? 
the Treasury calls in the Prime Minister and says, congratulations, sir, on your victory. Unfortunately, there's been a huge crisis that's been building up in the background that the previous government has been keeping under wraps. And now you have to deal with this crisis. Now, it means that those election promises that you made, you're not going to be able to fulfill them. And if you do, the economy is going to tank and we will ensure that the people who lose their jobs and lose their homes and their businesses will blame you for it. So do you have any questions? And the Prime Minister goes, only what my agenda is. That's what happens when you get a new Prime Minister. Okay? And this is happening right now as we speak. So as the uh, financial elites are rubbing their hands together, thinking about what stuff they can get away with under an alleged right-wing government, which is really a left-wing government, as opposed to a left-wing government, which is a a allegedly a centrist government, uh, they are trying to figure out what more planks of the communist infiltration uh, they want to put on. And I say communist infiltration uh, very specifically because the uh, previous election, I believe the 2020 election, a man named Jamie Lee Ross split from the, na the then National Party, whose leader was Simon Bridges. And they he left the party after capturing a recording of him and Simon Bridges discussing selling one of the members of parliament's seats for $100,000 to a Chinese investor so they could get one of their people in there. Okay? Literal communist infiltration from the state of China. Now, National has uh, said that one of their policies is that they're going to open up extremely expensive homes and lands to be sold to Chinese nationals. All right. Didn't see that coming, right? Didn't see that coming at all. And this is echoed and I, I would probably assume every other election in the entire world, really, if the globalists are in control, they just do this thing. So what's the difference between globalists and communists? Well, the, the answer is really effectively not much. OK, imagine you've got uh, 20 people. And those 20 people are all completely different. You know, they speak different languages, they come from different countries, and they have different jobs and so on and so forth. But they all belong to the same groups and clubs, which have a central doctrine to abolish national sovereignty and enthrall the world in a gosh darn massive, huge cadre of communist scumbaggery. We'll explain more about this after the break. You'll listen to the Vinnie Eastwood Show on Republic Broadcasting Network. We'll be right back after these messages. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. 
Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the rotating sponsors' banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. Do you begin to smell some funky little things going on? Let me share this story with you. It's not so much a story, it's something I wrote years ago. Read your history, people. Stock markets collapse on Friday. Bank seizures, closures, holidays take place after business hours on Friday. Do currencies or governments also collapse on Friday? (laughs) Tomorrow's Friday. Will the end come on this Friday or will the inevitable collapse hold off for a while? The next round of the worst financial crisis in a hundred years is coming, people. And the government is out to make you and I pay for it. And will your savings survive a global banking wipeout? What happens when the U.S. sees hyperinflation? What if taxes soar not only for the rich? Can you survive the stock market tanks? Look, between a stock market wipeout, waves of bank failures, soaring government spending that will lead to hyperinflation and the destruction of the dollar's value, isn't it time that you prepare for the uncertainty which lies ahead? Protect your money now or forever kiss it goodbye. My friends, I offer you over six decades experience of hard asset ownership and knowledge. And I'm prepared to handle the smallest detail in the balanced protection of your portfolio. For as the future of uncertainty continues to blanket this nation of ours, I believe that I can offer you the privacy, safety, security, and possibly some profitability which you deserve. And so I invite you to visit SierraMondrePreciousMetals.com for further information regarding protecting your wealth. Or call me, Jeffrey Bennett, at 602-799-8214. Or by email at KettleMoraineLTD at Cox.net for private consultation. Once again, our phone number 602-799-8214. It's almost Friday. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's all going down on the Vinnie Eastwood show. That's for shizzle. Uh, we are talking about the New Zealand uh, 2023 elections. Why is this important internationally speaking? Well, New Zealand's the test case. All right. Well, if it happens here, it'll soon be happening where you are. And of course, vice versa. Whatever's happening in the United States, we've started to see signs of it happening here. And we are all in a new world order are we not and uh, i happen to be the uh i'm the og you know the the original gangster truth broadcaster out of new zealand now i can put a lot of people off because i'm very different to normal new zealanders normal new zealanders lack primarily one characteristic enthusiasm 
okay? We don't like it. We don't like anybody having enthusiasm. And in fact, if we see anybody having it, we, we, we try to say, hey, just shut up, man. You know, just keep your head down, mate. What are you doing? You know, that's how New Zealanders are. I remember when I went to university when I was uh, 20 uh, in Dunedin, and I was at my uh, neighbor's house, and we were having a few drinks, getting ready to go out. And they were like, yeah, bro, it's going to be a good night, bro. And I'm, and I and I went to my mate, like, man, these these guys aren't very enthusiastic, man. And and he's like, are you kidding me, bro? I've I've never seen them this excited. <laughs> it's just yeah, getting people getting people motivated. I mean, we, we live in a we live in an island in the bottom of the world, you know, uh, uh, kind of thing, or on the or on the surface rim periphery of the freaking world next to the ice wall. If you're one of those flat Earth guys. Um, and the whole idea that you can get New Zealanders motivated to do anything is, is kind of, kind of like, uh, I know, pissing into the wind. I believe that the, <laughs> the term is kind of like this. And if you see the, uh, the actual electionary results, the, uh, preliminary results that we have, uh, online here, we have uh, the National Party has gotten 38.99% of the votes, Labour Party 26.85%, Green Party 10.78%, ACT Party 9%, uh, New Zealand First Party 6.46%, the Māori Party 2.6%, the Opportunities Party 2%, and then we start to get into the Freedom Parties. Now, let's uh, uh, give you a little bit of a breakdown on these. Now, those other parties are, are, are basically National Party is like the, uh, the the corrupt globalist Republicans. The Labour Party are like the corrupt globalist Democrats. The Green Party, I mean, you can you can tell what they are. They're, they're watermelons. They're green on the outside, red on the inside. Act Party is kind of like this, uh, uh, you know, alleged right wing thing, but they're really just socialists who, who just uh, rubber stamp everything that the National Party does and just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember uh, back in the day, a left-wing commentator, Martin Bomber Bradbury, he said that National and ACT are two entities that should never be in the same room together because at some point, one of them is going to say, hey, want to privatise something? And the other will go, all right, you twisted my arm. And it's exactly that, uh, what's happening. And New Zealand First, uh, the the next party on the list here, uh, have been uh, noted as the basic betrayers. They were the reason why Jacinda Ardern got in power in 2017. He decided to go with them and rubber stamped all of that COVID measures and all of the lockdowns and all of those things that I protested against and are still facing jail for. Um and then, after he was thrown out of ele- uh, Parliament at the uh, the election after that in 2020, uh, I believe it was, then he started going, oh, I want to be all about freedom and all of these people that have been damaged and so on and so forth. And, and, and you know, those of us who are cynical, 
uh, myself included, saw right through that. And it's just like, look, Winnie the Pooh smells honey. All right, that's the name of the uh, leader of the uh, uh, New Zealand First Party, Winston Peters, uh, aka Winnie the Pooh. Um, and I don't want to insult the guy. He's he's probably one of our grandest statesmen that we've ever had. And back in the day, he launched a thing that became dubbed as the Wine Box Inquiry because Winston was doing all this investigation and he brought all his papers and so watch to Parliament in a big wine box. Now, what that inquiry unearthed is a massive tax evading scam uh, by massive uh, New Zealand companies and the banking sector working together uh, to get out of taxation and to bribe each other and basically run the country uh, on a uh, financial breadwinner uh, streak, right? It's just basically, we've got all the money, we don't have to pay to even earn any of it, and we control you, and we will do what we like with you. That's what Winston exposed, but he hasn't done anything like that since because that's what happens when you expose the globalists. They don't like it, and they don't want you around anymore. We'll be right back after the break. I was a prime suspect in a bootleg investigation. A prime suspect for a swathe of grievous crimes. A prime piece of meat from a head. a sacrificial lamb all part of the plan they sacrifice me you are tuned in to the republic broadcasting network visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. Extendivite really works. Just listen to what some people have to say. Several years ago, I was developing a very uh, severe situation. I called it my flippy heart. It just was doing not good things. And I did not want to go to a medical doctor because uh, I just knew they would give me a cover-up pill. I didn't want to get onto that sort of thing at all. When I learned it was garlic and cayenne, and cayenne is a healer. It is a wonderful herb. I said, I think I'm onto something here. I'll tell you, I wouldn't be without it. It did wonderful things for me. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid. Call now. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extendivite. 
extend your life with Hi, Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 Carcass Drop and Lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation, but today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Aphrodite's fellow slaves of the Global Plantation to the Vinnie Eastwood show, launching live on Republic Broadcasting Network out of Texas, mate. And, yeah, I'm the Kiwi who has the US talk radio show. Isn't that lovely? Uh, Unfortunately, this will uh, be coming to an end uh, reasonably soon. Uh, The network is uh, going to be uh, dropping my show on the 26th of November. So if anybody knows any other uh, radio networks out there, that might have a slot open or something, just uh, let them know that the Vinnie Eastwood show is looking for a new home. And I'd like to thank Republic Broadcasting uh, for giving me this slot for uh, most of this year because, uh, yeah, I just uh, uh, randomly uh, one time just asked them, you know, I was like, you know what, <laughs> to heck with it. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of not doing radio and, and not having ads and, and all of that kind of stuff. I love it, uh, especially in the American talk radio circuit because it's just it's just so much better. As as I mentioned before about New Zealand's levels of enthusiasm, there really ain't there really ain't a whole lot of it. American, on the other hand, much much more enthusiastic with an actual history of fighting against tyranny and wanting freedom and and things of that nature. That's not New Zealand's history. New Zealand's history is about doing what the crown tells you and being a good house slave, right? And uh, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure that. Uh, Many people, you know, are, are confused about what New Zealand is like and, and what have you, or why it's even relevant or whatever. But you know, it's it's a Western country that has a subservient population that they can just do experiments in. You know, experiments that they know won't get out of hand if they try them here. For example, they tried to give women the vote here first, right? Why? Because England was worried about it. You know, they're like, hmm, if we give women the vote, will that change things or will it not? So they gave women the vote in the colony New Zealand and they found out that the women voted the way their husbands did. So nothing changed. So they go, yeah, we're going to liberate you women. We're going to give you something to vote for. So <laughs> we'll go exactly the same way anyway. <laughs> the same with uh, 
superannuation, you know, uh, or uh, the unemployment benefit, the kind of the first country to uh, do that. They're kind of thinking, hmm, if we give people money and stuff like that for free, will they use that money to try and like cause some kind of a upset and use their own personal time to uh, become a pain in the bum for the state as we're trying to rule over them? And so they gave them all this stuff and they found out that people just didn't do jack. You know, they just they just sit around, you know. I remember uh, a movie called Office Space by Mike Judge, the creator of Beavis and Butthead. And this guy was asked by a school teacher, uh, what would you do if you had a million dollars? And he says, I would do nothing. He's like, nothing, huh? Yeah. I would relax. I would sit on my ass all day. I would do nothing. And he goes, well, man, you don't need a million dollars to do nothing. Take a look at my cousin. He's broke. Don't do nothing. <laughs> and, and this is uh, how these things work, right? You, you have these little experiments. And then if the experiment is successful in the way that you want to socially engineer society or keep it engineered in the same way that it currently is, you can experiment in a little place like New Zealand. Then if it's successful, then you export it to other countries. So that's the, really the primary reason why New Zealand has any significance uh, internationally in terms of the Western uh, uh, psyche uh, because of that dynamic. Now, this election that we are going through here, this has been um, a very strange because our, our system's a little bit different to the United States where instead of having you know one house of Congress and one house of uh, the Senate and so on and so forth, we've just got one house of parliament. You know, and instead of a, a president, we've got a prime minister. And it's an elected dictatorship. Okay, what they call a sovereign parliamentary dictatorship. What that means is no previous government can bind any future government. Okay, so if you put down laws that say you've got rights, free speech, freedom of assembly, so on and so forth, the government can just pass a law at four o'clock in the morning called the COVID-19 Health Response Act that ostensibly says you don't got any of those rights anymore. Okay, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. Nothing. Okay? We tried. We tried exposing them, got deplatformed. Tried protesting them, got arrested. That was over that was nearly two and a half years ago. And we're still going through the court process. Billy's up to like $120,000 in debt to his lawyer at this point. I mean, I was lucky enough uh, to have my lawyer uh, take the legal aid because it bankrupted me. Uh, in very short period of time uh, earlier on in the piece uh, trying to pay a lawyer to, to defend me. Um, and so now I'm getting what's known as legal aid, which means the government is paying my lawyer to protect me against them. <laughs> Touche! <laughs> you know? They didn't see it coming. And this whole um element that we have here in the New Zealand election, this is what I really wanted to uh, get into today, is all of these minor freedom parties, okay? Now, they are uh, as follows. New Zealand Loyal, they got 26,000 votes. This is them uh, on screen here. For those of you watching on YouTube, go to the uh, Vinnie Eastwood Show YouTube channel or Vinnie Eastwood on Twitch or the Vinnie Eastwood Show on Facebook, and you can watch the uh, live broadcasts of this uh, with video. Now, New Zealand Lawyer was started by a woman named Liz Gunn, a former mainstream media talking head who has since come out and working uh, with 
uh, a mate a guy named uh, Jonathan Clark as his, as her cameraman. And uh, John is very skilled, and it was uh, because of him uh, that there was any footage of my arrest uh, after the fact, because uh, there was, I think, maybe uh, maybe 10 to 12 uh, different cuts uh, and footage that I've seen of me actually being arrested. But in terms of being marched down the street to the paddy wagons, nobody followed, right, um, with their cameras running and, and stuff like that, except Jono. And so I just wanted to say, you know, thank you, Jono. That was so lovely, man. And and I very much appreciated that. Um, and that's why I support these guys uh, in, in their entirety. Now, they got the most votes out of all the uh, little minor uh, freedom parties here. And so they started their party like a month or two months or, or less than they, three months before the election day. And then they wound up uh, trouncing all the other uh, freedom parties. Like they got 1.16% of the vote. Now, that doesn't sound like a lot, but think about this. There's 25,000 people. You know how there's a 1%, you know, and we always think of that as a negative thing. What if there is two 1%s? The 1% of pure evil who are very smart and very committed. And the 1% of those of us who are good and also very smart and also very committed, okay? We're the ones who change things. I think the vast majority of people never really change anything uh, in terms of mankind's history uh, in any real way. So, you know, good on you, New Zealand loyal. You, you beat them out and, and you had less time to do it than anyone else. So uh, grand uh, uh, work there. However, of course, not a single freedom candidate, not a single freedom party made it over the line to get a single representative in Parliament. That means every single minute, every single hour, and every single day, and every single dollar that they spent trying to get elected was completely wasted. That's just trying to get elected. That's the part that was wasted. What wasn't wasted is the time that you spend in front of people, giving people hope, being together with others, networking, growing your database. You, you think freedom's just going to suddenly get elected, you know, and, and, and take you over the line and suddenly solve all your nation's problems? No, that's not how it works. Okay, it's a long, slow process uh, to get people free. Uh, in the United States, it took years of war against the crown, and it was decades of activism and advocacy and uh, contrition and attrition that was uh, being plaguing the colonies at the time before they even decided that war was the only uh, option left to them because the enemy didn't give them any other option, okay? Freedom movements don't just come out of the woodwork all of a sudden and become successful. There is groundwork that need be laid. So if you think about the time and hours and, and uh, money and things of that nature, they did make a little bit of a difference. Every little bit of difference that is going in the right direction is, in my opinion, a reasonably good thing. Now, the next people on here were New Zeal. 
Now, I hadn't heard of them until I did a screening of uh, the River of Lies uh, documentary in uh, Rotorua, or as we call it, Roto Vegas. And they are a Christian party. Okay. So there's a lot of Satanism going around the world uh, and in New Zealand, of course. And this whole uh, Christian fight back is being poo-pooed and, and, and being attacked by everybody uh, left, right, and center of the political spectrum. But what's uh, interesting about that is that the uh, the election turnout that they got uh, for a non-secular uh, voting uh, was better than a, a significant amount of the other freedom parties, uh, including the legalized cannabis party, which has been there since, I believe... 1996, when New Zealand put itself into uh, mixed member proportional voting. Now, what, what that means is, you know how you've got like a party and it's first past the post, they get 51% or whoever gets the most votes wins? So not like that in New Zealand. Uh, there's actually other people um, in here as well. Now, do we have a, a little... Oh, we've got Quince in Florida on the line, I believe. Quince, are you there? I am here. How are you doing? Quince in Florida, me? you're on the air. Or yeah, you? can you hear me? I think, uh, RBN, you have to unmute your mic there. Hello, can you hear me? No, can't hear him. All right. Continuing on. Legalized Cannabis Party and the mixed member proportional voting system, as I was explaining here, uh, if you get 5% of the overall vote, that gives you members of parliament, all right? I mean, how, however many uh, you get for the proportion. And so... Uh, we do believe uh, Quince is here. Oh, no, he dropped. He dropped, unfortunately. So Sorry, bro. It's okay, man. Don't worry about it. There's no stress. Not on this show, anyway. Um, so... These people who've uh, done the election, uh, there's a number of other parties as well here. Freedoms New Zealand, for example, uh, is uh, Sue Gray has been uh, working with uh, Freedom Advocacy and the uh, New Zealand Outdoors uh, Party for uh, some time. Okay, RBN, you want to um, see if we can unmute Quince there and then we'll see if we can uh, bring him on. Just take your time there, bro. Um, hey, you got me? Uh, we do. Quince, welcome. Thanks. I was catching your show. It sounded very interesting. And I heard you mentioning that uh, New Zealand is kind of lackadaisical when it comes to freedom. But I wanted to let you know you have a couple of freedom-minded superstars down there. Yeah. By the name of Mark and Samantha Bailey. Doctors okay. Mark and Samantha Bailey. Uh, yes, Samantha Bailey is co-author of the book Virus Mania. Mm. And if you're not familiar with her, just look her up on YouTube. That's, or, uh, that's Dr. Sam Bailey. Yes, we've uh, uh, been uh, talking with her about, uh, uh, I believe she's with New Zealand Doctors on the Science, who had a uh, remarkably successful conference with, I think, nearly 2,000 medical professionals uh, attending the conference very recently, looking over the uh, the vaccines and the pandemic data. So that was, like, really exciting for some people. They're, they're like, whoa, whoa, you know, almost like what uh, uh, the Jones Plantation movie did for me. <laughs> Yeah, well, New Zealand has a lot to be proud of, because those two right there, they are fearless. They don't, you know, they have no regard for bureaucracy. 
they only want the truth, and I, I have a high regard for them. Mm, mm. Oh, man, and and I'm just talking about a bell curve, you know, on either gotcha. end of the bell curve. I understand. There's extremes, I and uh, what I like <clears throat> about New Zealand is that we do have certain extremely talented individuals, like we punch above our weight kind of thing. We were the ones who split the atom. We were the ones who conquered Everest, you know. Uh, so some things do happen here uh, that really can't happen anywhere else. We made The Lord of the Rings into a movie series, all right? Nobody even thought that was possible until the New Zealander figured it out. So, you know, we've we've got capacity here, but also at the same time, yeah, but lackadaisical, that's the general rule. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's all over the U.S. In, in spades, too, so you're not mm. alone with that, but I thought I'd just call in and let you know you got the baileys down there and they are heavyweights i I just really appreciate her work she's got some some great videos if you haven't seen her presentations before have you seen them i'm I'm afraid i haven't um do do you mind if i ask you a question sure what is it that actually inspires you like like something that you see it you, you hear it but it makes you do something afterwards of your own volition, something that actually provokes your will. What is it that actually inspires you? <laughs> That's a very deep question. <laughs> because as you get older, you find out that um, discretion is the better, better part of valor. Because as you, you're younger, you just dive right in. Oh, no, I'm going to put a halt to this. <laughs> and then as you get older, you realize, well, you know, this chessboard is about 100 levels deep. And the guys that are, you know, have been playing the game have been around a long time before I even came on the scene. So I, I, I watch my moves very carefully. And, uh, but what inspires me to, to move is seeing other people that are gifted and inspired and that are on the track that resonates with me. Bailey's are one, you know, are two people that uh, inspire me. What about? And I do what I can to to forward, you know, to help to further their efforts, you know, to help them out financially. So, who would be your your favorite countryman at, at this point? And in, in terms of somebody who's from the same country as you, uh, that that's, that hard, you that's very difficult to to say because when you look at our government. It's very difficult to find anyone in our in our entire Congress who hasn't signed a pledge to uh, another nation, Israel, mm. in order to get a seat. You can ask Catherine McKinney about that. You know, Cynthia if you McKinney, refuse to sign that pledge to Israel, your life in Congress is very short if you even get in there. You will be yes. Uh, and, and I recall that uh, uh, Cynthia uh, McKinney taking that stand and trying to go to Gaza on the, was it the flotilla or, or something? And she found out very soon afterwards, just as Ron Paul did, that if you don't toe the line, they have so many different mechanisms to get you out of power and get you out of that platform that you can inform people and advocate for people with. There are a lot of great people out there. A lot of them are very low profile because they know, you know, when you stick your head up there, it's the first one that's going to get knocked off. But there's some really great people out there that have done a lot of work for years. Many of them are hosts on RBN. And uh, it's it's helping. It's laying the 
laying the foundation brick by brick. Because mm. more and more people are starting to understand the game. They're, they're studying, they're understanding the, the mechanisms that are being used to implement globalism. And they're seeing it more clearly. So, These mechanisms, they are um, a complexity. Have you, have you noticed that when people have woken up pre-COVID and post-COVID, there's a different level of wake-up that they've had? Like, if you didn't realize that anything was wrong with the world and then COVID happened, then suddenly you start doing your research and suddenly you start oh, questioning they, authority. <laughs> As opposed to those of us have been like, doing it a it, long time. I call it the new Christian syndrome. We've all been through it, where you suddenly wake up and it's like, oh my gosh, you've got to see what happened to our country, you know? And, <laughs> and there's, I'm looking at part of my personal library, which is well over 500 books that many of which you can't even find in a library. But they're all books about the global matrix and how things became the way they are. And it, it takes study. You have, to, you have to dive deep into it to see the labyrinth and understand how deep it goes and all the private clubs and the, you know, the Club of Rome, the Committee of 300, and the Tavistock Institute and all that stuff. It's all woven into the mix. And if you just go into this uh, into this battle, waving the flag of the Constitution, you have very little ammo because you don't know what you're dealing with. Yeah, so, and, and I remember um, I call it uh, post-truth traumatic stress (PTT) <laughs> D. Um, because after you realize everything's a lie, you know, hey, I've lived my entire life and I've done everything I've ever done and it's all been for naught. And now I'm back to square one like a child who has to go back to elementary school to relearn everything from scratch. Now, they say it takes 10,000 hours, 500 books, 10,000 hours. That seems to equate uh, to before you've got even a mild hand on the actual situation that we're dealing with across these various spectrums of influence. You, you reckon you'd agree with that? Absolutely. I have a list in it. I mean, just my public library book lists, the stuff that I've found at the library is probably in excess of 30 books. Mm. And, you know, like right now I just found a really good book. I didn't suspect it would be at the library, but I'm almost finished with it. It's just truly amazing. It's by Stephen Greer. It's called Unacknowledged. And it's about the trillions of dollars that have been sunk into uh, government agencies and the military that have back-engineered, uh, for better word, lack of better word, alien technology, but it's not really from another planet. It's from here. But they back-engineered it. They've rediscovered free energy, and they have used it. They have a use of it at this point. And it makes everything we're using now obsolete. And they know that. And it's been obsolete for years and years. But they don't want to bring it out and implement it in society because that would end a giant income stream for the systems that are in place. Yeah, you know, the electricity and the utilities and gasoline and all that stuff. Now, it's all Quincy, obsolete. I'm so sorry uh, to interrupt, but we have another caller now and only just a few more minutes in the broadcast. Do you mind if I if I go to him? Please do. I just want to let you know that you know New Zealand they've got some good patriots down there. 
Thank you, brother. JP in Chicago, three, you're on the air. Welcome. Hey, Vinny. I just want to say welcome to RBN. I've been a fan of yours in the the good old days when the Internet was still free. So it's good to hear Good to hear you speaking free on the radio waves and the internet for once. Well, still not quite. There's uh, certain key words and things of that nature that you can't mention. It, do you feel like a, a sense of loss, like a uh, like like a losing a loved one kind of thing over the way information was so easy to get before versus how it is now? Oh yeah, everything's good since COVID. I I have relatives in New Zealand and. Uh, Ireland, England, you know, and uh, our bloodline, the RB1, the R1B is artesians, and and we basically go back to the early Palestine days, you know, um, we go back in the lineage. But um, what I found is that we're we're basically been taken over by this who, by the elite control through power projection. And I learned a lot from you, Vinny, in the earlier days when when you talk about the Club of Rome and, and London and the bankers. And uh, I did my own research over the years, but I remember you back in the day, a decade ago, talking about this stuff. So, <laughs> but we're here. I think we're at the end game now. What do you think? I mean, maybe it's just uh, my grandfather. I was asked a question by my sister. She says, uh, I, I'm not having a really good time, uh, Granddad. And she goes, and he goes, well, it'll all be all right in the end. And she goes, but but what if it's not? And he goes, then it's not the end. There's uh, little pieces of inspiration that we have that we can draw from the thing that keeps us alive a lot of people have killed themselves right uh, over this uh, course of time because they felt really alone and they felt really uninspired and they felt really depressed and i stand against that because i want to prioritize the one thing that actually makes life worth living fun i miss brother i miss the irish muses sessions all all the old irish guys are dead after the shot all of them are Mm. dead i miss the music that's the one thing i miss the most keep that music alive download it share it with people there's so many memories that we will never be able to have back and we need to pass it on for future generations. JP and uh, Quince as well. Guys, thank you so much for your call towards the end of the broadcast. Thank you so much to Republic Broadcasting Network and all of you listening at home. This has been the Eastwoodshow.com signing off. Love you guys. Yeah. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? 
Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. 